Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Hello and welcome to Minisode 31 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart. How you doing man, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay, thanks. Yep. Uh, usual, uh, working podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had a bit of a night on Friday um, and I feel I'm currently on day two of a two day hangover. Wow, a bit of a night is a... Uh... An interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Makes it sound like uh, some real debauchery went down. <laughs> not Suspe- suspiciously vague. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, enough that it has left its footprint on my, my kind of well-being Is over he? the course of the weekend. Okay, fair news, fair news. And you? Um, yeah, pretty busy. Trying to squeeze in some stuff. Uh, also, I'm going to see a perfect circle tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty buzzing about that. Um, yeah, I was at other gigs through the week. Went to see a band called Spanish Love Songs on Tuesday oh, yeah. in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were absolutely amazing. Uh, went to see Anne and the Apocalypse. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was an event for it on Thursday night uh-huh. um, at the Everman in Glasgow where um, uh, the composers Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley did a couple of songs on the piano in the lobby yeah. in Prince Square and a couple of the cast were there and things like that so that was fun yeah and uh, you've shaved I have shaved yeah it's weird <laughs> um, uh, I'm now the bearded one I've got more facial hair than you yeah I'm, I don't care for it I was in last night I was in a group of like four guys mm-hmm. when we were going to a party and it's like the first time in years where I was in the group and I had the shortest beard I don't, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Unsettled. I don't know if I don't know if we should so, show people a photo of how weird I look with no beard. We can have certainly arrange that. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get one and we'll get it put up. Okay. Uh. <laughs> uh, you've been watching anything this week? Not massively. I've been kind of busy, um, but I was on Shudder and I watched Revenge. Oh, now I've been meaning to get to this. Um, a pretty good follow-on from Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Actually, I, I hadn't even considered that. Um, and the 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 fog of. Uh, Booze soaked sorrow that I've put myself into. So, was this yesterday you watched Revenge? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, how'd you find it? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great, actually. Um, it's just a mad bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely okay with yeah, that. Yeah, it's a rape revenge film, isn't it? Yeah, it's got that kind of, um, you know, the kind of I Spit in Your Grave films that they've made recently, the, the kind of remake and then the two sequels to the remake. Ah. Uh-huh. It's got that kind of vibe to it, but it's just much, cla- I say it's much classier, it wouldn't be hard, but. Uh, it's just uh, a much cleaner, better made film. Okay. Uh, I really liked it, yeah. Great. No, I mean, that's like I say, it's another one that I've just been meaning to get around to because it, it does look great and everyone that I've spoken to that's seen it says it's amazing. Well, it's on Shudder now, so uh, yeah. you can certainly take my password again and uh, get on there and get it watched. Shh, fuck off. What's wrong with that? <laughs> we're, we're pals, we can share stuff. That's true. Um, I've been watching some stuff this right? week. Okay. Um, I did, uh, not a complete retrospective, but I watched a couple of uh, Richard Bates Jr. films. 
Ah, uh, okay. This week, I am a I'm a massive fan of that guy's films. Okay, uh, so what ones? What did you watch? So um, I skipped out on Suburban Gothic. Okay. Um, I do like it, but I just had a limited amount of time this week. I, so I watched Excision. All right. Okay. Um, which again, I think is actually a reasonable pairing with Teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from last week. Yeah. Um, I, you actually I, said that when we were watching Teeth. Actually, so this has obviously been stuck in your head since then. Yeah, I kind of had been thinking about it after that, and it was like, yeah, it's um, it's time to revisit Excision. I think Excision is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I think also that it's an unbelievably assured first film <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and to make something that's that off the wall and that eccentric, and also you've got Annalyn McCord in there, who uh, I kind of find performance-wise in films to be a little bit all over the map. Right. Um, I never know which Annalyn McCord's going to show up. But she does great work with him, I think. Um, yeah. She's absolutely amazing in this. And I think at this point, because it was about 2012 or so this came out, wasn't it? It would have been, yeah, right um, about then. Because I, I think I still had the website at the time. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Um, so by that at, at that point, she was still very much best known for 90210. Uh-huh. And she like kind of grimes up massively in this. And the, <laughs> and the role is insane. I would say so, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, great supporting cast in there as well. You know, like uh, Tracy Lord, Ariel Winter. Uh, John Waters yes um, yeah it's I absolutely love Excision it's uh, got some of the genuinely some of the most nightmarish imagery um, I think it's fantastic and potentially I have a hard time picking a favourite of his films I think you're. I think I know what you're going to say the, the other one you watched was Trash Fire yes right. oh my god I love Trash Fire so so much yeah. um, uh, so I had a great time revisiting this I've, I saw it first two years ago at Cellular Screams the first year that I went uh-huh. and um, I just I absolutely loved it on first watch I've revisited quite a lot since then um, so Trash Fire for anyone that hasn't seen it and it certainly used to be on Netflix yeah I think it might still be um, but it's definitely worth catching up with basically what you've got is um uh, your main character is played by Adrian Grenier or Grenier from uh, Entourage yes uh, desperately unlikable character um, and kind of set, uh, focuses on him and his partner who's uh, played by Angela Trimber mm-hmm. and uh, they kind of, he kind of resolves to try and be a better person uh, and they in doing as part of this is that she wants him to try and kind of like reconnect with his family they head out to uh, his grandmother's house and stay there for a few days and things just get incrementally more sinister from there. Um, it's a really smart film. The humour is absolutely black as night but it is really, really funny. Great performances across the board um, and Annalyn McCord's in this as well yep. in a much smaller role. Um, do you like this film? I do like Trash Fire, yes. I, 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 I just think it's fantastic. The only it's... one I'm a bit cold on is Suburb and um, I It's the one that I like the least of the three. Yeah. I, I do like it but um, I just I think that Excision and Trash Fire are both just unbelievably like singular films i can't think of uh-huh. anything like either of them um yeah so that was my that was the main thrust of my viewing this week was uh heading back and uh catching up with some richard Bates junior films excellent yeah no cool. idea. it has been really good and of course i did watch one other thing and it was a rewatch this week okay. um i've been all about the rewatches this week <laughs> but um i went back and watched uh for my money one of the best vampire films there has ever been let the right Bram one Stoker's in. Dracula again. Let the right one in. <laughs> not fucking... You changed your opinion <laughs> on that. No, um, not too much new to say about that film. It's fantastic. I love it. That is an absolutely amazing film. It is brilliant. Um, I love it. Um, it top it, to bottom. It looks phenomenal as well. I think there's something about the kind of snowbound, uh, the snowbound setting and things it's like just that. A, it's it's just a very bleak film that plays kind of really nicely into the, the sadness and loneliness of kind of both the two main... 
protagonists. Yeah, I think that I'm uh, a few things about it that really work for me. Like I, I really like I like the fact that your kind of central vampire is a kid, and also I think that I like the the notion of looking at it from the angle that nobody chooses to be a vampire because every time, most of the time, you see vampires in films that are kind of about having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea of like very early on you see her killing someone and drinking her blood and you see her just kind of sitting on top of the guy's dead body crying and I think that that's an angle that people don't come at from very often yeah and I, th- so I think it really works that way the only thing in the film that really loses me is um, and it's not spoilery to discuss this but there's a point where there's like a fire in a hospital room oh yeah sure mm-hmm. um, that and that feels really wildly out of step with the tone of the rest of the thing for me and similarly is around the same time that cgi cat face right yeah there's an agitated cat but rather than it just being an agitated cat you've got a cgi like the cat looks around and it's like a cgi screaming cat face and i think that both of those things look really weird in a film that's so minimal the rest of the time right but i do think that it's one of the best horror films that i've seen in maybe the last 10 years i've I, never had a problem with the, the scene in the hospital i um, i i don't know i think it feels a little bit bombastic uh in a way that kind of pulls me out of the film a little but i think it's great i love did you ever see let me in I did, yeah, the remake. Yeah, um, yeah, made like made more money than the original, obviously, but technically less profitable based yeah. on kind of return on investment. I think that the remake is kind of totally watchable, but pointless. Yeah, I I, I kind of come down on the same the same level as you there. It's, yeah, it, it adds nothing new, brings nothing new. I also think Chloe Moretz was a weird casting choice for that. Right. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know who I would have had. But I kind of, I kind of feel like I find her a little bit difficult to buy when there's kind of like it's going to sound mean to say that I find it hard to relate to her when she plays characters you're supposed to sympathise with. Okay. <laughs> but like, um, I think I don't know. I th- well, like Carrie as well. I think I think she works better. With, she does better work with lighter material. Okay. I think. Um, that being said, she's in Suspiria for like five minutes, and it's the best five minutes of her career, I think. <laughs> she's in the opening scene of Suspiria, and, it's, and she's absolutely fantastic in it. Um, but generally, I find I respond more to her stuff when it's kind of a little bit lighter than this. Right, so you're talking like your get all kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right, kick-ass, okay. that kind of thing. But um, but yeah, the remake, like I say, it's kind of like perfunctory. <laughs> Far from glowing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I uh, after talking about it last week as well, I went back and started uh, replaying Until Dawn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, that's a great game. Even though I've played it a couple of times before, it still makes me jump. <laughs> really, that's class. Yeah, and uh, I'm still making the wrong decisions that's forcing that's causing all my characters to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never learn. How many people have to die uh, this year? Larry Fessenden pops up in the game. Really, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's fun. Okay, uh, so that concludes, I guess, both of our viewings. Yeah, week. yeah, I think so. So. Dun, 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 dun. What have I been saying? I've been saying plenty once again. Yeah, yeah, busy, busy times. <clears throat> yeah, and um, big thank you to everybody that's been getting in touch, mostly about uh, teeth this week, um, <laughs> but a couple other things. Um, so I'm going to take a minute and uh, talk quickly about um, some stuff we talked about in the mini-sode last week, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wicked Sister 69 Kim got in touch on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, last week. She was talking about uh, kind of part of her horror kind of formative years involved watching films that were had violence heavily edited out of them, and we asked about whether or not that was kind of a, a home edit job, or if it was kind of TV based censorship sure. things like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So my mom and dad let me watch a lot of horror growing up, and my dad was particularly bad for not censoring stuff. Right. <laughs> like the time we watched The Blob one night, my mom was out when I was about eight, and I had to turn it off at the phone box scene because I was traumatized. So I think it was probably a Sky One effort trying to tone it down. Definitely giving my dad way too much credit. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. She was talking about an American movie from London. Ah, yeah, that's yes, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. The conversation was. Um, and also off the back of the mini last week and talking about, um, it was when I was talking about Selfie from Hell. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you may remember I did not much care for Selfie from Hell. Uh, readers of the podcast got in touch and said, have either of you guys ever seen Hellphone? It's a fairly light French horror centered around a smartphone. A Hellphone like cell phone? Yeah. Uh, no. I no. haven't either. Um, but if it's any good, then I'm quite up for watching it because I want to see more tech horror that's actually decent. <laughs> so I don't think it's too much to ask. Um, most of the rest of my stuff is teeth. I've got a couple of things on Jaws of Revenge. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I'll kick this off. Sandy Gotra at Sandy75Mars. A bit late this week, but finally listening to Strong Violent PC on the train home. A bit of a soft spot for Jaws 4. If I come across it on TV, I have to watch it. Fair play. Yeah. Also had uh, Laura Bynan at Bynan LV getting in touch to say, sitting down to Jaws of Revenge for Strong Violent PC. This is going to take some reappraising, and I speak <laughs> as someone who's seen Gums. What's Gums? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> That's intriguing. Quick uh, juke on to IMDB here. Yeah, yeah, if you uh, could, if you could. Quick look around IMDB. I'm not actually seeing anything called Gums. Okay. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything called Gums. Okay, Laura, Laura we're going to have to ask you to follow up on this one. Give us some more information. <laughs> yeah, Gums is something that uh, doesn't appear to be on IMDB, so please get in touch and let us know. Uh, send us some information on Gums. It sounds like something I'd very much like to see. Yeah, I'm very curious. Very curious. Have you got anything else in Jaws of Revenge? I don't. Right, okay. In that case, I think we should just uh, batter straight on the teeth then. <laughs> A fair few things coming in about this. We had uh, Hannah, uh, Hanny Ray on Twitter, uh-huh. uh, getting in touch uh, while listening, as far as I can tell. She said, this episode is hilarious so far. Hearing Watch First Mitch chuckle, for goodness sake, under his breath throughout is very entertaining. That's one of my favourite things, generally. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, have attempted to inflict this film on male friends unsuccessfully for years. Uh, um, also, she offered a little bit of clarification. She was talking about listening to Cam, uh, watching Cam last yeah. week. And uh, she said that her neighbours must think she was into weird stuff. And we suggested she shouldn't play that film so loudly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said that neighbours can see through my living room windows. Ah, is what that is, right, which is sure. which is potentially much worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had uh, the good Doctor Lauren McIntyre. Oh yeah, at Nodding Goth, get in touch saying tonight's film is Teeth uh, and Lou of Tomorrow's Strong Violent PC with Zobo with Shotgun. Massive thanks to Zoe Rose Smith for coming on and doing that. By the yes. way, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a hoot. It uh, was. <laughs> Apologise to anyone who was offended. Um, although I don't really <laughs> definitely one of the more, one of our more 18 star episodes of late I think I so say. yeah yeah. yeah. that's certainly the episode that's touched the most on anal sex I'm um, agreed yes absolutely uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, kind of by necessity I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah from previous watches I mainly remember the bell end floor drop shot mm-hmm. yep yep uh, pretty iconic moving on to say I feel like this film should be compulsory viewing for prepubescent girls celebrate the power of your lady parts I mean maybe without chopping a bunch of cocks off but you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> fair one yeah sure yeah that's 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 fair enough um, Dennis Extra Atherton got in touch uh, both before and after uh, he listened to the podcast before he watched the film right yeah so he said uh, weirdly I own this film but I never got around to it so tonight's the night a double bill chosen by Andy um, I, I enjoyed the chat and I feel like I'm primed to watch it I kept avoiding it never being in the mood it sounded like more fun than I thought it would be beforehand so the double bill that he went for he sent us a picture <laughs> You're going to fucking love this. Um, so Teeth was one, obviously, uh-huh. and the other was Outbreak. Superb, superb <laughs> choice. Um, and uh, Dennis got in touch. I, oh, I do struggle a little bit now with films that have Kevin Spacey in them. I see. I haven't really, I haven't really rewatched anything. 
yeah. uh, since. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of my favourites, actually. Since the allegations. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but Dennis got in touch afterwards as well. And I said, from your review, it was what I expected. Overall, a decent film. Bad tattoos and dog biscuits aside, I felt it felt like a video nasty. Right. Um, a high concept type film, but this was the re-release with loads of cuts after the BBFC got to it. It felt not all there. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not sure if that's the case. I think that it's may- it's maybe just slightly less graphic than people expect it to be. Yeah, I actually still think it's quite graphic. Uh, yeah, it's pretty full on. I mean, like, yeah, there's certainly certainly quite a lot of severed penises in it. Yeah, um, a lot of not just the severed penis themselves, of which there are several. Yeah, um, like several off-cast bell ends. Yeah, but there's some pretty gruesome on-camera stuff as yeah, well. There's like yeah, there's like the I guess the the on-body aftermath. Like yeah, blood squirting out, uh, squirting out what's left of a dick end. Yeah, really. quite a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty pretty full on at points. But I am interested in get, if if it was a cut version, you know. But, yeah, I, I'm, as far as I know, I'm not aware that there's a, a version that's more fully um, intact than that. I think I think uh, I think Zoe actually jumped on the conversation herself and oh, had really? a little bit of a chat with Dennis about that too. Um, so thanks as always to that. I really like it when that happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we had Twinkle Box. Get, oh yeah, get in touch to say my seven-year-old daughter has some mates staying over tonight. I might make them watch it too. Ah, A plus plus parenting. Yes, I support definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> traumatize them young. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had Chelsea Burden, um, noted uh, filmmaker friend and stage fright hater, get in touch <laughs> on uh, Twitter at Chelsea V. Oh, um, you'll be dropping the friend from that now. Uh, yeah, from the stage fright comments off the Christmas card list. No, um, uh, she got in touch saying that uh, she really liked that film and uh, also made reference to um genital mutilation featuring in her own work yeah yeah um yeah. referring of course to the short film that she co-wrote and directed with mark vesey in i believe 2014 i want yeah. to say uh she yes uh, starring fiona duriff yes um which uh i have seen a good friend of ours of and friend of the show mitch harrod um edited that film yep i um, have seen it Yes. a million times at I, various festivals <laughs> that I've played alongside it. I've seen it once and um, uh, it's no slight on the film to say that I haven't raced back to it. It's superb but good God. Yeah, I uh, it gets to the point uh, when you've seen She a couple of times when you just kind of look down at your lap for a couple of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, check that your own dick's still there. Yeah, it's not a, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not a short that I'm going to readily forget. Still haven't for yeah, years on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give a quick mention of that as well. Um, you got anything else? Yeah. Cosmic Ray Girl at Cosmic Ray Girl getting in touch to say uh, favourite words, phrases from this podcast hashtag dentals, hashtag flossing, hashtag chewed tennis ball. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. We had the London Horror Society get in touch just generally being like, can't wait for this when we released this episode, um, which was nice. Um, A couple of people actually, I think from the minute that we announced uh, Teeth, people were getting pretty enthusiastic about it. Darren Gaskell also got in touch on Facebook. Um, Another great episode and another really good guest. Lots of laughs, but also raised some serious points without hitting you over the head, very much like the film. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I think is true, and thanks, Darren. That's kind of what we were shooting for with that one. Uh, That's about it for me, apart from uh, Mitch's Pitches stuff. So Uh, I've got uh, a couple of things (coughs) to go. Um, Still on teeth. Uh, Raiders of the Podcast got in touch on Instagram. Oh, nice. Just to say, I could have happily gone through life without also having vagina dentata to be irrationally afraid of, but teeth didn't let that happen. (laughs) Would love to know the new followers you get with that hashtag, though. Um, I'm not sure which hashtag they're speaking of. I think it might be hashtag vagina dentata. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I definitely know that I did tag the episodes with on Friday. Ah, okay, so, it will be that. Yeah. <laughs> 
And a new person alert. Oh, hello. Uh, we had a Ross McIntyre at Sane underscore man. Ah, thanks for, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> Does it wonder if they know if he knows Deluxe underscore man? I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been listening to the podcast recently on the recommendation of one Dr. Lauren McIntyre. Ah. Yeah. Would love to hear your thoughts on Alien 3. I personally love this movie, but apparently no one else does. The director's cut, though. Uh, so Lauren interjected at that point right. and uh, directed him to uh, emailing that in um, for the listener suggestion show. Yes, which we have had many. Yeah, we've had many suggestions. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit more uh, later on. But uh, some of the some of the suggestions have been absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, yes, and really for the record, stuff. I love Alien Three. Okay, uh, so you're not alone. Um, you got anything else? No. In that case. It is indeed Mitch's Pitches. Do I have to tell everybody what it is this time? Every time. Okay, fine. Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. Andy will, or has at this point, Mm -hmm. found um, a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He's photoshopped out the title, taglines, any identifying text. The image is the only thing that's there. He will send it to my phone. We'll also put it all over our social media so you can play along at home. Um, I will take a look at the picture. We'll describe it to the best of my ability. And if possible... Give the film a title and a tagline. Yeah. So last week we had Anthropophagus. We did, yeah. Joe D'Amato's Anthropophagus. Which I reappropriated as Desert of Death 2, Key Lime Die. (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, Yeah, you did it. So we had a few people uh, getting in touch with suggestions on uh, Facebook. Oh, here we go. Um, So uh, Andy Andy McCartan got in touch with The Adventures of Cannibal Crusoe. (laughs) (laughs) Which I like quite a bit. And Sheridan Knott got in touch with Killer Munchies. Right, okay. Which mm-hmm. I'm also quite into. And a doubler from Boz, one of which is my favourite um, from this week. So, okay. uh, Boz, obviously, um, of Little Pod of Horrors and episode 27 of this show, yeah. uh, got in touch with Intestinal Fortitude. <laughs> right, okay. Which I thought was not bad. And uh, Seppuku and Chew. <laughs> <laughs> which is my favourite this week. I like that. So, uh, big thanks to Boz. That's my, that's my top pick this week. Okay, cool. So, uh, without further ado... The image is uh, inbound. Okay, here we go. Oh, right. There's a lot happening in this one. Yeah, there really is. Oh my god. Okay, where to begin? Right, so, what we have here is it looks like um, a cradle uh-huh. that has been fashioned out of wood. Um, it's got scratch marks all over the front of it. And um, there's kind of a, a ribbon, kind of, oh, not like a ribbon, there's kind of like, uh, there's something tied in a bow on the mm-hmm. end of it. <laughs> kind of looks like, uh, kind of rough looking material. Along the bottom of the picture, we have uh, what looks like kind of building blocks, like kids' <laughs> building blocks. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are cracked, and uh, it looks like some of them also have got blood on them. <laughs> um, above the cradle, you've got kind of like um like a mobile for kids, which has got uh, hanging from it kind of uh, like uh, like a lower leg bone, a forearm, um, a rib cage, a skull, and a shrunken head. <laughs> and. Um, I think that the, the, the main kind of, I think that the other main thing that we've got to focus on is that um, there's uh, some kind of creature in there, uh, in the cradle. Yeah. He or she is um, peeking up over the edge, kind of looking in camera, if you like. Uh, one hand snaked around the side of it, the other over the top. You can see one eye and like um, this kind of disheveled looking mop of black hair and um, some very scaly looking skin. And although, like, the hands look kind of not really human-y, the fingers are too long. Right. Like, very long fingers. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
weird uh, kind of creature emerging from a wooden cradle flanked by cracked blood-soaked building blocks and a mobile made of human bones. <laughs> yes, you have hit all of the all of the key. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, as ever, I will just need one moment. The concentration just swept over you in a wave. Okay. Right, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. I can hear those cogs turning. I think, I think I got it. You got it? Yeah, I think so. That was quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Enthrall okay, me. Okay. Enthrall me. So, tagline. Yeah. After having a curse placed on them by an irate gypsy. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> After having a curse placed on them by an irate gypsy, Karen and David have a fight on their hands when Karen gives birth to a rabid cannibalistic hell beast. It's up to them to break the hex before the creature becomes fully grown and decimates their town. <laughs> Right, okay. So and, it's going to grow gigantic. Yeah. Right, sure. And that's baby's first rampage. Okay, right. <laughs> the first of many. <laughs> right, um, guess what? What? Just spot on. No, you're oh, not, cool. Right? You're not. It was bound uh, to happen sooner or later. You're not spot on, but you're not a million miles away, if okay. I'm honest. Uh, year? Uh, oh, uh, 93. 93, okay. Um, the year is 1982. Oh, okay. And the film is Paul Lynch's Humongous. Humongous. Okay, yeah. what's Humongous about? <laughs> the monstrous offspring of a violent crime grows up in seclusion on a remote island where a boat full of hapless teens have shipwrecked, unaware of what's lurking in the woods. <laughs> My it's basically better. a big hairy monster. Yeah. Yeah. So not Baby's First Rampage then. Not Baby's First Rampage, but a bold effort. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um so that concludes Mitch's Bitches for another week. <laughs> that that the image is everywhere. Uh Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh it's everywhere. Bye Get in there, yeah. send us your suggestions, because I really love this now. <laughs> Remember when you used to view Mitch's pitches as a chore? I know, I know. I love it. I love it. I really do. Um, so, yeah, that's another one down. So it's podcast recommendation time. Whose turn is it? It's mine. Okay, cool. You got something? Yeah, I've got to go for something that most people probably listen to anyway. Okay. Uh, the Movie Crypt. Oh, with, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, with Adam Green and Joe Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, Adam and Joe have a guest on, and they chat. Just uh, just like a, just a kind of, just a general yeah, kind just, of... Shoot the breeze, put the world to rights. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so, what what kind of guests are we talking about here? Some guests that we have also had. Oh, really? Yeah, they've had Natasha Kermani's been on there. Tyler McIntyre's been on there. This sounds like the kind of thing that Graham Skipper would have been on. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Skipper will have been on. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. Okay, okay, okay. So that's the movie crypt. Yeah, like you say, yeah, a very well known one in uh, horror circles. Yeah, I mean, there are, there, are, there must be up about three hundred episodes by now. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Adam and Joe. Yep. Okay, um, I've got a good one for next week, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah. But, right. you know, we'll save that for next week. But, um, Is that a horror fiction podcast? It's not a horror fiction podcast, um, but yeah, uh, I'll keep you in suspense I'll until forget. next week. I'll forget. Yeah, I, I've, I thought suspense <laughs> might be an overly generous term. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else? Uh, any other business? Um, to Again, just the Listener's Choice episodes. Yeah, Um. so... I say episodes, we might never ever do a second one, depending on how this first one goes. Yeah, but it's uh, it's got off to a good start. Yeah, um, sure. Basically, we've had this idea for a little while and we're kind of working on it now, but basically we're always looking for new ways uh, to interact with listeners and kind of let them have a little bit, or let you have a little bit of impact on uh, where the show goes, mm-hmm. shape a couple of episodes, things like that. So what we're doing right now is we have already got a guest from a previous show 
um, to agree to come back on, talk about another film with us, but it'll be one that's chosen by you. So um, we're not sure how long we're going to run this for, but right now we're just encouraging people to... Uh, I think until we've actually got a date locked down for the guests. That's true, yeah. Uh, like, um, But we're looking for your suggestions just now. So what we want you to do, we're only doing this by email yeah. um, because we're looking for some longer thoughts. Yeah. So it's a stronglanguageviolentscenes at gmail.com and uh, all we need you to do is send over the film that you would defend if you were a guest and give us a little bit of an outline as to why you chose it and why you think it's worth a second look. Yeah, so um, really, much the same as we would do in a normal episode. What's your relationship with this film? When did you first see it? Why do you love it? Why do you think we should watch it? And why do you think other people crucially should watch it? Yeah, and what we'll do is um, we're, we're going to screen them a little bit, um, but we're going to get down to the ones that we think fit the format for the show, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have a draw. We're going to draw it at random, and then we'll go back to the guest, and at some point in the near future, we will have um, a Listener's Choice episode, which I'm really looking forward to. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool because that way we don't get offended if somebody hates the film that we've chosen. That's also true, yeah, I guess. Hashtag um, detention. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, Speaking okay. of detention, um, I know you've spoke about it a lot and I think it was number one on your uh, films of the uh, kind of films of Fright Fest list. Film of the year so film far. Film of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Kahn's Body is now available on YouTube Premium. Yeah, I'm actually, there's, there's a few, um, there's a few good, like a few interesting or kind of big things are out right now or have come out this week. But yeah, Body is one. Joseph Kahn's Body, not a horror film, but if you liked Detention, uh, even if you didn't, but it's it's kind of got, a lot of the style is similar, mm-hmm. but it's, um, I'm quite happy to admit that it's a it's a much smarter film in a lot of ways. Uh, it's got some very clever things to say about censorship mm-hmm. and about um, kind of people being hyper offended by things and the times when that isn't isn't appropriate. Uh, Bod- uh, Body is fantastic. I think I, I really think it's an absolutely razor sharp film and it's the film that I think we need in 2018. I really love it. Um, can't recommend it enough. Also, um, horror wise in the cinema, don't know if it's any good, but uh, the possession of Hannah Grace. Yeah, is out this week. I might try and squeeze that in, and also, of course, um, all over the UK and in the states, uh, and in the apocalypse out as well. Yeah, um, I may have mentioned once or twice that I like this one quite a bit. Kind of small release just now in the states, wider as of this weekend. Yeah, it's expanding on the seventh and then again on the fourteenth. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and obviously John McPhail, director, um, good friend of the show. Um. So yeah, get out and support that if you can as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, turning our attentions to this week. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, we do have a guest this week. Yeah, yes we do. And it's an interesting uh, film and uh, film and guest combo as well. <laughs> I've got a lot to say about this film. An awful lot. Oh, do you? I don't know yet. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen it? I'm going to surprise you, Andy. No, I haven't. Jesus, that's not in the cinema. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, guest first. Um, you may know her from appearances in such films as Jen and Sylvia Soska's American Mary, uh, Astron 6 is the editor as well. Yeah. It's Tristan Risk. Yay! <laughs> and the film she's chosen. Uh, I've got a complicated relationship with this film. And uh, yeah, it's a canon-produced film. Okay. Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah. You don't know what it's about. No, not really. It's the, the eternal ongoing battle between He-Man and Skeletor. All right, okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, okay. Um, yep, starring Dolph Lundgren. Okay. As He-Man. And actually, stealing the whole film, Frank Langella as Skeletor. No way, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Masters of the Universe with Tristan Risk yes, this indeed. week. Going to be a fun one. Um, so that's Friday. Yes, it is. 8 a.m. GMT, as always. Get in touch between now and then. Please do it. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC or email Scenes at gmail.com. Yeah, and as you know, there's a million billion places you can listen. 
I say this all the time. Practically all of them. Now. Yeah, most places, just about everywhere. But uh, yeah, wherever you are listening, please, please just take a wee minute to give us stars or thumbs up or like just leave us a wee review anything at all really helps yeah it really does so yeah any of that stuff's appreciated and yeah once again just a quick reminder um that is strong language violent scenes at gmail.com especially for the listener's choice episode exclusively getting with some of those yeah um but yeah we'll be back friday join us then if you can in the meantime don't forget it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds goodbye bye You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. <laughs>